Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. It is 9 December, Sunday, time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And you know, it's just dark in here. We have, it's dark dark outside, and so it makes it dark in here. We've got this giant uh, cold front coming over us right now, and we're expecting all kinds of thunder and uh, lightning and rain probably in the next hour, so maybe it'll happen during the update, but uh, there you go. It's just dark in here. Without the outside sunlight, it just makes it darker. Yeah, because I'm facing that way, and I don't see it. That's right. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, don't have any uh, announcements, which is very unusual. But that was an announcement that I don't have any. So that's there you go. First category is Israel from the Jerusalem Post. I said I was going to talk about this last week, and so I will. I just want people that haven't uh, heard what happened to know 148 nations disavowed Jewish ties to Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. This happens year after year. It happened again. The United Nations General Assembly in New York approved six anti-Israel resolutions, including two that ignored Jewish ties to the Temple Mount, which is as stupid as anything could possibly be on the planet. But there you go. The primary resolution on Jerusalem disavowed Israeli sovereignty in Jerusalem. Both that text and a second more global one on the Israeli-Fakistinian conflict spoke of Judaism's most holy site, the Temple Mount, solely by its Muslim name of Al-Haram Al-Sharif. A third text called on Israel to withdraw from the Golan Heights, which is national suicide if they do that. They have no defense. The nation is shorter than George Bush's driveway in Texas from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. It's eight miles. George Bush's driveway is longer than that, okay? So it would be national suicide for them to give up the high ground so people can come and bomb down on them. So once again, it's just the UN General Assembly just wants Israel to go away is the thing. Um, Let's see here. The US, Canada, and Australia voted against all six resolutions, which are the first of some 20 resolutions that the UNGA annually passes against Israel. Year after year, they keep doing this. We live in a time of many crises, crises that are raging around the Middle East and all around the world. It is a shame that rather than addressing these, the UN passes so many biased resolutions, said Israeli Deputy Permanent Representative Noah Furman. She said she was particularly concerned by the two resolutions that ignored Jewish and Christian ties to the Temple Mount. This omission is deliberate. It shows yet another instance of the Fakistinians' refusal to recognize the proven historical connection between Judaism, Christianity, the Temple Mount, and Jerusalem as a whole. Now, you have to understand what she just said there, because she's Jewish and she's looking out for the Jewish interests, but she is also saying that it's denying any Christian ties to the Temple Mount, because what does it say in the Bible? Where did Jesus go? He went to worship at the Temple, which was on the Temple Mount. As a matter of fact, he talked about, you know, uh, moving mountains, right? Well, what do you think he was talking about? He was standing right there, and he was talking about the fact that there was a mountain over there, and they took that mountain, and they moved it to where the Temple Mount is in order to build the Temple Mount. 
They actually had to move a mountain, and it takes more faith to do this than it does to move a mountain. Well, that is the mountain that Jesus was speaking about. They took this little mountain, tore it down, and moved it over here, filled it in, and then they put up the temple. Okay, that was Herod's big project, okay? So there you go. The EU, which supported both texts, warned it could stop doing so unless more inclusive language was used to reference holy sites in Jerusalem. So the EU is saying you need to reference holy sites in Jerusalem or we're going to stop voting for this. I doubt if that's true. They're just saying it. But both Israel and the United States took issue in particular with the two resolutions passed that continued to support the work of the Committee on the Exercise of the Inalienable Rights of the Fakistinian People and the Division for Fakistinian Rights. The Fakistinians are the only actor in the United Nations system with a dedicated division within the UN Secretariat. The message that it sends is that the Fakistinians never need to come back to the negotiating table. They can rely on flawed and biased mechanisms such as these to push their agenda. The state of the world we live in. Irony of the week. Uh, yes, irony of the week. Nations. Yeah, the League of Nations, exactly. That's exactly, that is irony. Uh, From the Economist, can the Sea of Galilee be saved? It's still, they've got a drought going on there. It's still dropping. Islands are popping up in different spots. And so it says in June, the government authorized a $270 million plan to pump desalinated seawater, mostly from the Mediterranean Sea, into the Sea of Galilee. So they're working on it. They're actually going to have a pipe go from the Med all the way over to the Sea of Galilee to save this body of water. Work on a new pipeline began last month. A freshwater lake has never been replenished in this way, but the scientists monitoring the plan believe it will work similarly to rainfall and will not harm the lake's unique ecosystem. By 2020, the new pipeline is expected to pump enough desalinated water into the Sea of Galilee to stabilize its level. But Yuval Steinitz, the energy minister, wants it to go further. His ministry is preparing plans for larger desalinization plants, which would double Israel's current output of nearly 600 million cubic meters of desalinated water. The surplus would go to refill the lake, providing Israel with a strategic store of water in case the desalinization plants are hit by earthquakes or war. Very smart idea. Keep the lake full as long as possible. We do that with our oil, don't we? We've got strategic oil reserves. What's more important, oil or water? Yeah, you can't live without water. Newsweek, one third of Europeans say, and I'm going to agree with this. I'm going to upset somebody when I say it, but I'm going to agree with it. One third of Europeans say that Jews use the Holocaust to advance their positions and goals. It happened 70 years ago, and it is brought up every time that Israel's mentioned in any way, shape, or form. They use it as a wedge and say, you can't say that because we were part of the Holocaust. Well, guess what happened with the Armenians, Right. Back at the turn of the century, a million Armenians were killed. They don't use that every single minute of the day saying, poor us, right? They do want it recognized, but it's not something they use as a wedge, all right? There have been persecutions all over the world. There were persecutions of the gypsies during World War II. Stalin took entire nations, basically, and destroyed them and moved them to other areas. And there's a point where you have to stop using the past to justify your future. So I'll read this. A recent survey about... Sediments in Europe toward people who are of Jewish identified some troubling feelings, including the belief that Jewish people use the Holocaust to advance their own agendas. 
More than 70 years after the 6 million Jewish people were killed during the Holocaust, more than 7,000 people across Europe were surveyed for a poll conducted on behalf of CNN. Respondents were surveyed from seven countries, including Austria, France, Germany, Great Britain, Hungary, Poland, and Sweden. Among the concerning beliefs discovered by the poll was the number of people that believe Jews use the Holocaust to their benefit. One-third of respondents said that they thought Jewish people used the Holocaust to advance their own position or goals. One-third of respondents disagreed, and one-third expressed no opinion either way. 20% of people surveyed between the ages of 18 and 34 had never even heard of the mass murder. Now that needs to end. That needs to end. It's just like the Armenian Holocaust that happened. That needs to be acknowledged, and people need to remember it. If you don't remember history, you're destined to repeat it, okay? It says the survey's overall goal was to discover what, if any, anti-Semitism exists in Europe in 2018. Although only one in ten openly admitted to having unfavorable attitude towards Jews, almost one in five said anti-Semitism in their countries was a response to the everyday behavior of Jewish people. Almost 30% of people surveyed blamed anti-Semitism in their own country on the actions of Israel. Okay, you can question those things all you want. But I will say, and I've said this a million times, and I always get an angry email when I do this, or not always, but it's a general trend, is that they would not have been exiled from Israel. They would not have been persecuted for the past 2,000 years, nor for 70 years in Babylon, nor would the Holocaust have happened if they were right with the Lord. Those things would not have happened. That was a covenant promise of God, Leviticus 26. Go back and watch the sermons. We, it took us three sermons to get through Leviticus 26, and it details everything that's happening to the Jews in history. Okay, Those things would not have happened. They would have been secure in the land. They rejected Jesus Christ as Lord, something we're going to talk about in the sermon today, believe it or not. It's actually pictured in uh, Numbers 10, 11 through 36. Okay? It's called From Sinai to Paran, and you'll learn a little something about what's going on in redemptive history with that. But having said that, and I've said this, I'm sure, on a Prophecy Update before, but I went to the Holocaust Memorial with my mother in 2003. It's something everybody goes to. If you go to Israel, you go there, okay? It's very moving. It's very sad to see. It's like watching any movie on the Holocaust. It'll bring you to tears. But when I walked out, I said to my mom, there's one thing that's missing from Yad Vashem, and that is a copy of, I, I actually said Deuteronomy 28, which is a mirror of uh, Leviticus 26. I said they need to have a copy of Deuteronomy 28 on every... Uh, in every language that the Jews were scattered to around the world posted outside Yad Vashem. This will happen to you if you don't obey me. In Leviticus 26, it is, I, the Lord, will do these things to you. In Deuteronomy, it's, the Lord, your God, will do these things to you. Moses is repeating what the Lord said. Those things would not have happened. And for them to use history against the people of the world is not appropriate. I will say that. They can have their Holocaust memorial, just like the Armenians can have their own memorials. That's fine. But when you use that as a wedge against people, it is not appropriate. So I will side against them in this issue. I will side with the people that think that they are misusing it. Okay? If you're upset about that, that's your problem. I go by the Bible. The Bible is very explicit. They were told these things. And you know what it also says in the Bible? Because they're still not right with the Lord. They are going to have to go into the tribulation period, and two-thirds of Israel is going to be exterminated. It's going to be worse than the Holocaust that they went through 70 years ago, okay, because they have not called on the Lord Jesus. That's why I say you need to evangelize people. Matter of fact, we'll talk about that in the sermon today, in particular Jewish people. I have a heart for the Jews that has never gone away from the day that I met the Lord Jesus. 
And I've never been able to get to any of my Jewish friends to convince them of their need for Jesus. But they're in my prayers every single night of my life. By name, I pray for each one of those Jewish people because it is something important. But they should not use their Jewishness in order to justify their having rejected the Lord. So that's my opinion on that. I believe it's biblical. We'll go on. Christian news today. From the Telegraph. Christianity crackdown. Normally, I wouldn't say anything that this guy says, but I'm just surprised that he said it. And so um, millions of Christians face imminent extinction in the Middle East. Uh, most reverend, I like how they call themselves names like that, most reverend Justin Welby said that Christians are facing the worst situation since the Mongol invasions of the 13th century. I'm actually glad that he's doing this. Justin Welby, he's the archbishop of, you know, over in uh, England, Anglican church or whatever, and he's very liberal. He's got all kinds of crazy ideas, even going off into the LGBT stuff nowadays and all that, but he is right. Christians are being persecuted, and it is a big problem. So I'll read the article explaining how many in the Middle East are living in fear to practice their religion. He wrote, hundreds of thousands have been forced from their homes. Many have been killed, enslaved, and persecuted or forcibly converted. Even those who remain ask the question, why stay? The Christian population of Iraq, for instance, is less than half what it was in 2003. And their churches, houses, and businesses have been damaged or destroyed. The Syrian Christian population has halved since 2010. As a result, across the region, Christian communities that were the foundation of the universal church now face the threat of imminent extinction. Only one in 400 Syrian Christians were given refuge in the United Kingdom, even though their lives were under threat. Now, we've talked about this before. An estimated 10% of Syrians are Christians, and the number of those granted asylum in the United Kingdom has plummeted since 2016. In other words, England has a death wish. They're importing the people they should not be importing, and they're leaving the people that are actually being persecuted, that are actually being martyred, that are losing their homes and their families and everything else, and they're saying, we don't want you. All right? We've, it doesn't make any sense, but that's England right now, and that's what we were for the past eight years before our president, new president, came in. He goes on, uh, however, Welby explained how millions of Christians in the Middle East now face threats of persecution and how governments must address the severity of the problem. He wrote, whether in large and flourishing communities such as in Lebanon or Egypt or smaller struggling churches, they need the protection and encouragement of governments and people at home and abroad and foreign popular expression. So I'm very glad that he did that. I'm not a fan of that guy at all in any way, shape or form, but I'm very glad that he made this stand. You know, the one thing I do, I have YouTube, and it just plays all day long when I'm not doing my sermons. Other than that, it just plays in the background, and it's, YouTube has what's called Your Mix, and it just selects songs for you, and if you don't like it, you hit a little trash can, and it goes away, it never comes back. And songs come up, and if I don't hit the trash can, it'll come up again. And over the past two or so years, a lot of Coptic Christian, or not even Coptic, evangelical Christian songs from Egypt have come up. And I'm telling you what, those people love the Lord. And I love to listen to their music. You can get, the, the, it's very close to the Hebrews. So when they're talking about somebody's eyes or, you know, somebody's uh, love of Jesus, you can always understand it. But um, great music. They love the Lord. And uh, he, what he said about Egypt is correct. Lebanon, Egypt, they have large Christian populations. These need to be preserved or they're going to end up like Syria. They're going to end up like Iraq. So good job on Welby for that one. Mail Online, Texas community backs first grade teacher who was criticized for having her students recite a daily Bible verse from the book of Romans. Okay, yeah, she had them 
recite a daily Bible verse and she's being criticized. First grade teacher Susan Schobel came under fire on November 1st over an incident. In a video, the Brown primary school kids are sitting in a circle reciting the scripture. Since the incident, Schobel has received support from the Smithville community. Schobel violated, it says, violated, listen to this, a 1963 Supreme Court ruling that struck down Bible readings and prayer in public schools, making it unconstitutional. Okay, I went and I read the uh, ruling. Okay, it's the 1963 Abington School District versus Shemp. It might well be said that one's education is not complete without a study of comparative religion or history of religion and its relationship in the advancement of civilization. It certainly may be said that the Bible is worthy of study for its literary and historic qualities. So what she did did not violate the Constitution or any ruling for the Constitution in any way, shape, or form. As long as she's being fair about her evaluation of other religions, she's in good. They can't say anything. You are allowed to have the Bible in your school. They cannot deny you that. Give an inch, take a a mile. That's right. From the Times of Israel, Pakistani Prime Minister denigrates Jesus, wants the World Convention to prevent insult to Islam. Now think about that. He denigrates Jesus and then he says he wants the world to not be allowed to denigrate Islam. That makes sense, right? Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan has called for an international convention banning speech deemed insulting to Muslims and claimed there does not exist any historical mention of Jesus. There's no historical mention of Jesus at all. He doesn't read his Quran? Yeah, he doesn't even read his Quran for crying out loud. Khan has worked to portray himself as a devout Muslim in recent years since becoming one of Pakistan's most prominent political figures. In a speech marking the Prophet Muhammad's birthday, Khan denigrated prophets from Judaism and Christianity who are also revered in Islam, claiming that unlike Muhammad, there was no mention of them in history. There were prophets of Allah other than Muhammad, but there is no mention of them in human history. There is negligible mention of them. Moses is mentioned, but there is no mention of Jesus in history. But the entire life of Muhammad, who was Allah's last prophet, is part of history. Turning to periodic outbursts of anger over the publication of cartoons and other satirical portrayals of Muhammad, Khan said that often violent reactions were being used to tarnish Islam. They do it all by themselves. They don't need us to do it. The prime minister called for countries around the globe to adopt an international convention on preventing the defamation of religions which he said would ensure that freedom of speech cannot be used as a pretext to hurt the world's 1.25 billion Muslims. So he can denigrate Jesus and the Christian faith, but it's not okay for us to denigrate him. Typical double standard. Guess what Charlie Garrett did? He emailed Imran Khan, Prime Minister Khan. According to this article, you say there is no mention of Jesus in history says Imran Khan, but the entire life of Muhammad, who was Allah's last prophet, is part of history. I cannot be certain where you got your information or if you just made it up in order to justify your stand for your beliefs, but the historicity of Jesus and what he did is the most documented occurrence in all of antiquity, both from the Hebrew and New Testament scriptures, which clearly speak of him over a period of 1600 years. But There's an immense amount of extra biblical support for his coming as well. 
here is one site which details this. And I went to Cold Case Christianity and I sent him the link on the historicity of Jesus outside of the Bible. As you will note, some of these are hostile witnesses. How sure then is such a witness? When they say this is Jesus and they're hostile to him, they have no reason to prove that he exists. But they're proving that he exists by being hostile towards him. If you are wise, you will study these facts. Study the veracity of the Christian claim and then set them side by side with what your faith believes. I have done these, having read the Quran as well as studied the other religious expressions of the world. I can assure you, having devoted my life to this pursuit, that there is no light in the Quran. Salvation is found in the person and work of Jesus Christ alone. I would hope that you would seek him out while he may be found. When you punch your ticket, the ride you take will be one of condemnation, not salvation, unless you come to Christ. Make the choice, be wise, and pursue the revealed truth of God now while he may be found. I wish you the best as you seek him out through the person and work of Christ Jesus, God's one, only, and final answer to the sin problem found in the human race. There you go. I'll tell you if he uh, gives a response or not, but uh, I doubt it. I've written to the uh, Ayatollah of Iran and the president of Iran and the president of Mongolia, and none of them have ever responded, but maybe he will. Maybe he'll send one of his hoodlums after me. Oh, boy. Send me home to daddy. All right, from Islam today. Speaking of Islam, from the Telegraph. Denmark to banish foreign criminals to remote island. Good job, Denmark. Whole world's down on us about Guantanamo Bay. Denmark is doing it. Foreign criminals sentenced to deportation are to be banished to a remote island off the coast of Denmark, the country's government announced. Finance Minister Jensen said the criminals will be detained at a facility on Lindholm, an uninhabited seven-hectare island in the province of Vordenburg. I guess that's how you say that. The tough scheme was set up as a part of an agreement between Denmark's conservative coalition government and its anti-immigration ally, the Danish People's Party, or the DF. The DF's official Twitter account celebrated the announcement by publishing an animated cartoon which shows a dark-skinned man being dumped by a ship on a desert island. Good job, guys. A spokesman for the party, excuse me, Ah. A spokesman for the party said foreign criminals have no reason to be in Denmark. Until we can get rid of them, we will move them to the island of Lindholm, where they will be obliged to stay at the new deportation center at night. There will be police there around the clock. The Lindholm facility will house rejected asylum seekers who have been convicted of crimes, as well as foreign citizens who do not have permission to stay but cannot be deported for legal reasons. According to Danish news website The Local, Opposition figures, of course, have strongly criticized the proposals, which one politician described as a humanitarian collapse. The Green government, I want to lead, would never force people onto a deserted island. This place is a paradise. It's got this beautiful yeah. castle on it. It's just beautiful, right? Said Ufe Elbrek, a prime ministerial candidate and leader of the Alternative Party. Oh, man, let me tell you what. You don't want him in your country, do you? you? Send him out to an island. Zero hedge. Pompeo, Bolton say Iran test launched ballistic missile capable of striking Europe violated the U.N. ban. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo condemned what he described as Iran's testing of a medium-range ballistic missile capable of carrying multiple warheads as a violation of the international agreement on Tehran's nuclear program. The Iranian regime has test-fired a medium-range ballistic missile that is capable of carrying 
multiple warheads. The missile has a range that allows it to strike parts of Europe. Almost makes you laugh at that one, doesn't it? And anywhere in the Middle East. I'm sorry for any Christians in Europe that are listening to this, but, it, you know, the Europeans just say, we need to keep this treaty alive, we need to do this, and they're violating the treaty, and now it's affecting them because they can get bombed by Iran, Right. Okay, so it goes on. Um, the missile has a range that allows it to strike Europe and anywhere in the Middle East. This test violates UN Security Council Resolution 2231 that bans Iran from undertaking any activity related to ballistic missiles designed to be capable of delivering nuclear weapons, including launches using such ballistic missile technology. National Security Advisor John Bolton was quick to jump on this violation, warning that this provocative behavior cannot be tolerated. From the Free Beacon, U.S. confirms Iran successfully fired nuclear-capable missile. From Al-Arabiya, France concerned by provocative, destabilizing Iranian ballistic missile test. They're concerned. They should have said, treaty's done. That's it. Okay, Guardian, Iran missile tests may breach UN resolution, France and UK warn. Not may, they do. And then from the Times of Israel, U.S. urges Europe to get tough on Tehran over missile tests. We'll see where it goes in the week ahead. From Mongolia, get rich. Let's go rob the bank of Mongolia. Xinhua says Mongolia's central bank purchases 18.9 tons of gold in the first 11 months of this year. The Bank of Mongolia, the central bank, has purchased 18.9 tons of gold from legal entities and individuals in the first 11 months of the year, the same as last year's figure during the same period. As of November, the bank's average gold purchase price was 100,995.34 Mongolian Tugriks per gram. That's a lot of money. It's about $38 a gram. Yeah, big exchange rate there. The bank, which has bought 20.1 tons of gold last year, has set a goal to buy 22 tons of gold by the end of this year. But it is expected that the bank will fail to achieve its goal because the three-month peak season for gold mining ended in October. In May, the central bank launched a five-month campaign, National Gold to Fund of Treasures, to encourage gold miners and individuals to sell gold to banks. So these guys dig it out of the ground in Mongolia. The government buys it from them. All right. From Daniel 12 Technology Today, first human Images revealed from world's only full-body 3D scanner. This is rather amazing. The explore, you know, you go into these things now, like a CAT scan and a MRI, those type of things. This way out does that. Very cool technology. The Explorer Consortium is a multi-institutional group that has developed the world's first total body medical imaging system that can capture 3D models of the entire human body simultaneously. The scanner called Explorer produces images 40-fold higher resolution than current commercial scanners and is expected to open up entirely new ways in which PET and CT can be used in biomedical research and clinical practice. Explorer produces a whole-body diagnostic scan in as little as 
20 seconds, whole body, 20 seconds, 40 times better resolution than anything out there. It can also generate 3D movies that track radio tracers in drugs as they circulate in the body. So as it's going through your body, it actually tracks it live. The machine can scan up to 40 times faster or use up to 40 times less radiation dose than traditional scanners, making it better for cancer detection, studies of trafficking patterns in cell-based therapies, toxicological research, studies of metabolic disorders, autoimmune disease, and other chronic conditions, and research in overall systems medicine. The first human images were developed in collaboration with Shanghai-based United Image Healthcare, which built the prototype system and will be the manufacturer for series production. In the first video, the researchers used the scanner to surveil the delivery and distribution of glucose going through your body in real time. The level of detail was astonishing, especially once we got the reconstruction method a bit more optimized. We could see features that you just don't see on regular PET scans. And the dynamic sequence showing the radio tracers, that means that stuff that's tracing through your body, moving around the body in three dimensions over time was frankly mind-blowing. There is no other device that can obtain data like this in humans. This is truly novel. A second video shows in less than 30 seconds, Explorer can develop a 3D model of a human body. The first Explorer scanner will be installed in Sacramento, California for use in research projects in 2019. It would not be surprising at all if the federal government took interest in the scanner for its use in airports. You want to scan somebody in 30 seconds and see every single thing that they have on them? There it is. New scientist. UK police wants AI to stop violent crime before it happens. Yes, this is Minority Report coming alive in the United Kingdom. Police in the United Kingdom want to predict uh, serious violent crime using artificial intelligence. The idea is that individuals flagged by the system will be offered interventions, such as counseling, to avert potential criminal behavior. So they identify you're a criminal, and then they give you counseling to not do what you're supposed to do. Now, I can see where that could go wrong. However, one of the world's leading data science institutes has expressed serious concerns about the project after seeing a redacted version of the proposals. The system called the National Data Analytics Solution, or NDAS, uses a combination of AI and statistics to try to assess the risk of someone committing or becoming a victim of gun or crime knife, as well as the likelihood of someone falling victim to modern slavery. As for exactly what will happen when such individuals are identified, that is still a matter of discussion. The intention isn't to preemptively arrest anyone, well, not yet at least, but rather to provide support from local health or social workers. For example, they could offer counseling to any individual with a history of mental health issues that have been flagged by NDAS as being likely to commit a violent crime. Potential victims could be contacted by social services. The machine learning component of NDAS will use these indicators to predict which individuals known to the police may be on a trajectory of violence similar to that in past cases, but who haven't yet escalated their activity. Such people will be assigned a risk score indicating the likelihood of future offending. I can see Christians all over the world being tagged with that eventually. You know, anyway. Revelation Plagues from CNN. El Paso to drink treated sewage water due to climate change drought. Forget the climate change. They just have more people there and there's not enough water. Anyway, 
on average, my friend uh, King, he used to live in El Paso. He's moved out, so he doesn't have to worry about this. But on average, 15 days every year spike over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. The city gets little relief with annual rainfall of just about nine inches. It is one of the hottest cities in the country. One of its prime sources of water is the Rio Grande. Now El Paso is on track to become the first large city in the United States to treat its sewage water and send it directly back into its taps. Sounds gross. Sounds horrible. I was in the business for 20 years. It ain't. All right, what comes out of the back of the wastewater treatment plant that I treated on Siesta Key is better than what comes out of your tap. It ain't. Okay, the only thing they have to really be careful with in treated wastewater is the uh, pills that we digest and go through our bodies, right? That kind of stuff needs to be taken care of, and they need to make sure that that is eliminated from the water. If not, then people will start having arms grow out of their ears and stuff. But other than that, this is water is far, far better than anything you will get anywhere else. The wastewater treatment process in the United States of America is outstanding. And they've been doing this for years in other countries. This isn't something new or novel. It's only new and novel in the United States, where people, of course, go ballistic anytime you mention something like that. But all of you see reused water every single day, and you don't realize it. It's all over Sarasota. We have more water in this state than anywhere on the planet, and yet we reuse water. Okay, you see the purple pipes anywhere? That's all reuse. It's all reuse. Even going into people's... Um, what do you call it, houses and stuff, they have reuse lines and you're not supposed to interconnect them because reuse on land is not what goes out of Siesta Key treatment facility. It's less treated. It has all of the nitrogen still in it, all of the phosphorus still in it, and that helps things to grow, etc. But you don't want to mix that. But I will tell you something that is very common. Having told you that this is okay, something that isn't okay, and it happens a lot. Anytime somebody says, boy, I've been getting, you did this about a year ago, having stuff that's uh, in your, was it you that was having the uh, the sink clog, clogged up at your house with black stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. What can, that can be um, carbuncles on iron piping, or it can be, and this happens a lot, you would be really surprised how often this happens, is that plumbers will go to make a tap into a house. Okay, they're putting somebody on potable water, and then they put in a sewer line for them, and they will run that sewer line out, and they'll put a tap into the water distribution, not the wastewater distribution. Okay, yes, and so now you have sewer going into potable water, and that happens more often than you would think. You start seeing toilet paper-like stuff coming out of your sink. Guess what? Somebody made a tap into your water line, not into your sewer line. That's why we chlorinate water in the United States of America is because you might have something that shouldn't be in your line in your line. So just letting you know, this is the world we live in, and there are a lot of plumbers. Okay, your carbuncles, yes. Well, here's what we got. We've got blue pipes and we've got green pipes. Which one is sewer? Which one is water? You don't know, right? You don't know. Well, that means the plumber that doesn't know doesn't know. The blue pipe is water. The green pipe is sewer. But they see a green pipe and they say, that must be water. And it goes. Or I'm sorry, the blue pipe. And they say, that must be wastewater. There you go. Anyway, so that's what happens. And it does happen more often than you'd expect. It's happened a lot less since the infrastructure has been built in. But we've had several taps out on the key over the years where, oh, my goodness, we got to get this fixed. So here we go. Um where are we now? We're still in Revelation plagues. That's a plague right there, I'll tell you, waiting to happen. Anyway, Bloomberg, um, Google's parent has a plan to eliminate mosquitoes worldwide. That sounds like a Revelation plague waiting to happen. Yes, they carry diseases, but they also do things in the environment that are necessary, okay? Get rid of all the mosquitoes. Listen, there must have been mosquitoes on the Ark of Noah because we have them and God intended for them to be here for a reason. Yes, there are plagues and things that come from them, but you take out something from the ecosystem, 
and other things will suffer because of it. Revelation plagues. Okay, Mail Online. American life expectancy drops as suicides and drug overdoses soar and progress against heart disease grinds to a halt, CDC data reveal. New CDC report shows the life expectancy dropped in 2017 from 78.7 years to 78.6 years. Not a very big drop, but it did drop. That's down to a, a slowing in progress against heart disease deaths. It's driven by the rise in suicides and drug overdoses among young people. And from Mail Online, drug overdose deaths soared 10% in 2017, driven by fentanyl flooding the U.S. from China. 2017, 70,237 people died of drug overdoses in the United States, a nearly 10% increase from 2016. Deaths involving synthetic opioids like fentanyl increased 45% between 2016 and 2017. The majority of fentanyl and precursors used to make the drug come from China, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania had the highest death rates. It come from China, and those states had the highest death rates. Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota had the lowest death rates. There you go. From Morality Today, Pence was criticized for not mentioning gay community in World AIDS Day speech. Yeah, Vice President Pence's speech honoring the 30th anniversary of World AIDS Day quickly drew criticism, not for what he said, but for what he didn't say. In remarks at the White House, Pence did not mention the gay community. Guess what? Just as President Trump did not mention it in his World AIDS Day proclamation last year. So they're just ignoring the gay community completely. Since 1988, World AIDS Day has been observed on December 1st to raise awareness of the disease and commemorate those who have died from it. Of the estimated 38,500 new HIV cases in the U.S. annually, nearly 70% are gay and bisexual men, according to the CDC. That's another plague waiting to happen because when these drugs stop being produced in the end times, they're all going to be punching their tickets very quickly in a miserable death. They think it's fun now doing the things that they do that Romans 1 forbids. Well, actually, the whole Bible, but read Romans 1 to get an understanding of what Paul writes about. That's going to be it right there. All right, from the Daily Caller, Canadian CEO, cannabis-infused beverages could be the next mainstream drink of choice. Yeah, Canadian production company Sproutly, Inc. is developing a cannabis-infused beverage. The beverage will contain low cannabis concentrations and it is intended for mainstream use rather than only for the habitual marijuana user. Sproutly partnered Wednesday with a New York-based beverage manufacturing company led by Michael Bellis. A Toronto-based production company is dabbling in creating beverages containing cannabis that can be enjoyed by everyone of age where weed is legal, taking the marijuana industry to potential new heights. There you go. From the sun, have a nice trip. Oregon is close to becoming the first U.S. state to legalize magic mushrooms. It goes from one thing to another to another. Give an inch. Give an inch, take a mile. Magic mushroom. And you know, I said this when I talked the first time a couple years ago about that marijuana issue, and I said this medical marijuana issue is a side issue. If people need it, they will get it. There's no doubt about it. But this is a side issue. This is to introduce pot all over the country legally, and then it's going to lead to other things. And I got barbecued in the comments. I stopped reading Facebook or, I'm sorry, YouTube comments after that because I don't want to hear it from these people. It, and they said, that'll never happen. And blah. Exactly what has happened is happening, right? What I said would happen is happening. Anyway, here we go. Um, yeah, 
Magic mushrooms could soon be legalized in one U.S. state after officials took a step closer to a potential ballot on the issue. Oregon's Secretary of State approved the language needed for the ballot, which means those in favor of decriminalizing the psychedelic drug now need to get 117,578 signatures, which will be no problem at all there. If they reach that target, it could go to vote in 2020 general election. If successful, the drug would then be legal and could be manufactured under a license. That's the ones with psilocybin that, uh, what's his name, uh, Cheech and Chong used to make uh, all their, their up and smoke and this and they made all of their records back in the 70s. That's what they'd always talk about. Anyway, from Yahoo. Dutch court, remember the guy that wanted to be younger and he sued to be younger in his birth certificate? Dutch court rules 69-year-old man cannot legally declare himself 20 years younger. They finally made a right decision. Okay, from the blast. Gamblers doubling down on transgender Miss Universe contestant to win pageant. This is coming up on the 16th, I think, is the Miss Universe. There's a transgender person. Can you imagine if this person wins? They can't find one suitable woman in the world to be the representative of the world. We have to have a guy do it. You gotta be kidding me. Miss Universe is breaking new ground at this year's pageant with the first transgender contestant to ever compete for the crown. And those betting on the competition are declaring her a heavy favorite. Her, she, he, it, whatever. Yeah, how heavy is she? Our other category, from the Daily Caller, ICE, the immigration people, ICE, illegal alien released by Sanctuary County went on to commit triple murder. Okay, now I'm going to read you a, a theme. I picked on Florida last week. I picked on California several times. When something comes up that I can pick on somebody, I will pick on them, okay? I think you'll be aware of who I'm picking on in just a minute. A Mexican national charged with killing three people in Missouri in early November was released from a New Jersey county jail in 2017, despite being the subject of an active immigration detention request. They had requested. New Jersey said, nope, we're not going to give him the ice, and he went out and killed three people. From the NewJersey.com, New Jersey governor doles out $2 million for legal help to illegal aliens facing deportation. Governor Phil Murphy, a Democrat, of course, who included the money in the first state budget, announced his admin had reached an agreement with four groups to help undocumented, uh, we'll call them illegal immigrants, who can't afford an attorney. The move is yet another way Murphy is challenging President Trump. New Jersey has seen a surge in undocumented, we'll call them illegal immigrants, being arrested by federal officials since Trump's election. From NewJersey.com again, to make roads safer... New Jersey lawmakers pushed to allow illegal aliens to get driver's licenses. Illegal immigrants are already driving on New Jersey's roads, so why not give them a chance to get a driver's license so they can get insurance and register their vehicles? That's the viewpoint of a handful of state legislators who announce they have introduced a bill that would let undocumented, we'll call them illegal immigrants, apply for a license. They argue it'll make the state's roadways safer for everyone and support the Garden State economy. It all comes down to money and control. That's what it is. If they don't have a driver's license, don't have insurance, and are driving a vehicle that isn't registered, it creates a hazard on the road. Well, what do you do? You get rid of them, and then they won't be doing that, will they, instead of protecting them? If you get in an accident with them, the damage may not be covered because of your policies. This will improve roadway safety, be good for the economy, and allow illegal residents to support themselves and their families. From the Washington Times, 
Judge okays sanctuary cities, rules anti-sanctuary law unconstitutional. A federal judge in New York, the law Congress passed requiring information sharing is unconstitutional. Judge Edgardo Ramos' decision frees sanctuary jurisdictions in New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, and Rhode Island, and Washington, Massachusetts, and Virginia to continue their policies without fear of losing federal money. In other words, Trump said no federal money if you house illegals, right? If you don't work with ICE. And this judge has thrown that out. He says you can't do that. You have to give us your federal money in violation of federal law. That's what's happening. Okay, from NBC10. ICE just told New Jersey's attorney general to shove it. You want to restrict cooperation? We'll just increase our immigration raids. Federal agents with ICE warned since April have conducted at least three major raids across New Jersey, arresting 190 people suspected of being illegal immigrants. That followed a 12-month period during which ICE's Newark, New Jersey field office increased its arrest rate 42% during fiscal year 2017. Now, a day after New Jersey's attorney general announced new rules restricting local enforcement officers' interaction with immigration agents, ICE is threatening even more raids. The probability is that at large arrests and worksite enforcement operations, which already exist, they will likely increase due to the fact that ICE ERO will no longer have the cooperation of the jails related to immigration enforcement. New Jersey has one of the highest undocumented immigrant populations in the nation with an estimated 500,000 people living without legal citizenship as of 2014. Can you imagine that? Half a million people in that state, and it's a teeny little state. And think of the bills they have to pay because of that. Taxes, everything. It's just crazy. From Zero Hedge, $35 million disappeared. New Jersey officials gambled with public funds on failed baseball stadiums. So such is life with New Jersey lately. Got a couple of uh, Lessricks to read for you. Kathy did one and Les did one, and they kind of fit seamlessly, so I'll read them both. Illegals to Jersey will come. Doesn't matter what country they're from. They want everything free, but ICE says, we'll see. And more raids have already begun. And then it goes on, thanks to President Trump and his ICE, Jersey's getting some really good advice. If the garden would heed and take Donald J's lead, they would pay neither Piper nor Price. Good job, guys. All right, I uh, got irony of the week for you. Actually, I've got two of them. This is called Whole Lotta Lotto. I got that without tripping over my tongue, too. I, I'll try it again. Whole lotta lotto. Here we go. For Mail Online. North Carolina woman who was given the wrong scratch-off lottery ticket. She went in to buy A ticket, and they gave her B. She was given the wrong scratch-off lottery ticket, wins $277,000. Yes, and then for Mail Online, a very lucky break. New Jersey. A New Jersey man falls and breaks his hip while walking to buy a Mega Millions ticket and actually leads to a $1 million hospital lottery pool win. So he got his hip broken and he makes a million bucks in the hospital, such as the world we live in. And so from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.